When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Appreciate your listenership tonight. Germany in the playoffs at the World Juniors for the first time ever. They beat Switzerland 5-4 earlier. Finland taking it to Slovakia 6-0. Russia and Sweden coming up. Canada's final game of the round robin is tomorrow against Finland. That's at 4 p.m. for first place in the pool. The Cotton Bowl tonight, number six, Oklahoma, leading number seven, Florida, uh, 17-3, about halfway through the second quarter. The uh, the playoff games for the uh, college bowls will be played on New Year's Day. 780-496-0063 is the number to call or text. Follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, and you can email insidesports at 630ched.com. I am pleased to welcome back to the program. You know, it's funny. Bob Layton's retiring tomorrow. Mm. Someone I, I greatly look up to. But that's how I look up to you as well, Gene Principe. You continue to be a role model and a legend in my mind. Well, you know, I think Bob has uh, more product in his hair than I have in mine. And I think he has less gray hair than I do. I just saw, I was just watching Global. Uh, I mean, I grew up. How, was, how old is Bob? Do you know? I don't know for sure. I, I, bl- I he's in his seventies for sure. I think yeah, he's a little yeah. over seventy-five, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah. Well, you know, you because I remember him when I was a kid, uh, yeah. listening to the radio, and I'm Bob Layton. Like everybody, I don't know if there's someone in media who made his own name their their sort of their their moniker. What what they're connected. With people too, you know. Usually, it's a it's a uh, when I was doing baseball highlights in my old previous career, I would you know home run. You can butter that one; it is toast. Okay, I'm not saying it's a great saying, but anyways, it was something people would would kind of say to me. But everyone, when if you meet Bob, oh, I'm Bob Layton. You know, like uh, absolute. Your your station has got some legendary talent, and that includes Bob. Amazing, he's signing off tomorrow for uh, forever. I guess. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the final editorial comment. I, I don't know yeah. what that's uh, that's going to be, but I'm in on the afternoons this week, so I, I get to listen to them for sure. Yeah, and it's like I was saying, like driving on the, the bus ride from where we live north of Evansburg into school, Bob's on the radio, early mid-80s, yeah. <laughs> 6.30, Chad, reading the news, like just just yeah. everywhere. And like, like you said, I mean, I do the impression all the time. You did it, the I'm Bob Layton. I, I got a... I got a, I got a friend who works in for, for for the police here in Edmonton, and she was telling me once that her her daughter at the time, who was like ten or eleven, did the Bob Layton voice. That's amazing. Yeah, no, that's you know that, that just shows you the impact that he's that he's had, and I think he's one of those guys, um, you know, in this day and age of sort of shock news uh bob was you know trustworthy believable um honest straightforward i mean kind of all the qualities you want 
from your your newsman or newswoman. Uh, back when Bob started, I don't know how many, you know, it was mostly newsmen that we would listen to and uh, watch. And obviously over the decades, it's changed uh, for the better regarding genders. But yeah, just one of those guys, if Bob said it, you believed it. I mean, that's, and, and if you're a news guy, I, I'm not sure if there's a sort of a better quality to have than when, when he talked, people listened and they felt like what he was saying was correct and honest and truthful. Gene Principe joining us on Inside Sports. How, how have you been keeping? I, 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 I know you're doing a little bit of World Junior stuff. Yeah. We've been playing the, the waiting game. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I know earlier this month I had days where, like, am I going to be talking about January 1st and then January 13th for the rest of my broadcasting <laughs> career about possible start dates? How have you been keeping busy? You know what? Uh, lately, I've been keeping busy uh, eating. Uh, these last few days have been, I'm like, there's lots that's changed uh, in 2020 and with the pandemic. But, you know, around Christmas time, uh, God bless uh, people if, you know, they, they, they uh, are able to uh, overindulge. Um, you know, I was watching something earlier. I mean, uh, when you think of helping others, um, you know, the big thing is, is it's food. Shelter clothes, right? You know, for all the things you can do to help people, I think that's those are the three basic needs. And so, uh, I I know that I kind of challenged our family to to do to try and do something more and and think about what you can do to help others. So we've been keeping with lots of family time, uh, watching movies, playing games with five of us. Sometimes it's hard to. We do have always the the, the kind of the extra vote. It's never a deadlock. Um, right. So that's good, but it's sometimes difficult to get uh, everyone sort of wanting to do uh, do the same thing. We uh, went out to do some skating on uh, Boxing Day, but it was there were so many. Don't, there were either nothing open or too many people, so we stayed away from that. But we uh, we got family snowshoes, if you can believe it. I've never snowshoed before. Really? Yeah, but you know, it's it, trying to get out, uh, and we've had a, a very nice uh, winter so far. Uh, but trying to get out and do things, hopefully as a family, and sometimes maybe not. It's uh, sometimes five schedules are hard to coordinate. It's been easier because of the pandemic with, with um, you know, the kids home. But uh, yeah, I just thought, what what can we do maybe to get out and enjoy the weather when it's decent and do it together and get a bit of exercise? So we're going to try the snowshoes, uh, Reed, and see how that works. Yeah, I'd love to hear that because I I, I, believe, I I believe somebody told me once that it's quite a workout. Like you really, they really get your legs going. Yeah, we, we people can text in. By the way, tell, yeah, tell me what kind I, of a workout you get snowshoeing to let Gene know. Yeah, and and if anyone has some suggested areas or paths, we looked at the cross country skiing. Um, it obviously involves more, and my concern was that we would start something and maybe not continue it. The snowshoes are a little more. There's your shoes, you get, you know, kind of dressed like you're going out uh, for something outside, and boom, you go. Uh, no boots, uh, theoretically no poles, even though you can use them, I'm told. Uh, and you don't, you can kind of, like I said to the kids, we can go out in the, for the first time, we can go out in the soccer fields. We can just go out in fields and try it. Yeah. Just to sort of see how it feels, you know. So, so anyways, that's, uh, you know, that's what I've been doing, and I've been, I got to, I got to get up to speed and catch up to guys like you who are always on the ball with the Oilers and the NHL. And, you know, I've kind of been, uh, I don't know if I've been uh, delaying, but thinking, you know what, uh, when camp starts this weekend, I, I kind of, you know, I certainly recognize 97 and 29 and 93, but 
there'll be some other people to talk to. And I know you talked to Slater Cuckoo and there's some good stories and yeah, just looking forward to the games getting started and then kind of figuring out what role I'll be playing. Is it a normal role? Is it different? Do you travel? Do you stay home? What happens if the Oilers are away and you're not there? You're doing something at the rink. So still, uh, you know, many questions, but the fact hockey is back is, is answers the biggest question for all of us. Yeah, we may see each other at the rink, but you'll be on the other side, and I'll be able to wave to you while we're watching practice yeah, or a game or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be uh, – I mean, it was different this past summer um, doing some of the broadcasts through the first qualifying round and into rounds one and two. Um, you know, by the end of it, I was I didn't like it, but I was kind of used to it, right, because that's just what it was from – basically the last couple of days of July when Edmonton played Calgary uh, and then started against Chicago all the way to the end of September uh, when Tampa won the Stanley Cup. So you start getting used to it. It was strange being at the rink and like there's nobody around and you just park right up front and it's 30 degrees and, you know, all the things we kind of aren't accustomed to when it comes to uh, the playoffs. But it was nice to have and it's even nicer that they're coming back and putting together uh, a pretty sizable season uh, with a run in the playoffs. All right. D writes in and says, snowshoeing is much easier than cross country skiing. It's Great. a lot of fun and good exercise. A bit more snow would be nice. Any open park is great. And Gene, whenever you're on, I start getting more texts than usual because people want to ask you questions or just tell you that they love you. Like <laughs> Daniel, Daniel says, tell Gene, the boys from St. Joe's love this guy. I assume oh. they mean you, you being this guy. Yeah, yeah, well, no, that's a, well, a long time ago. I went to St. Joe's. I graduated there in 1984. Yeah, 84. My gosh. Um, so the time uh, time has flown. Daniel, thanks. I appreciate it when anyone loves me, especially from my old school. That's, a, that's even a bonus. Uh, Kevin says, can you ask Gene if he has his Alfonso Davies soccer jersey yet? I do have it. In fact, uh, we not only have it uh, – my my daughter has one, and I I've kind of one of the one of the nice I guess things uh, of having not the regular schedule we're used to is I really dived into the to the European soccer. I kind of would would glance at it and watch it depending on what was going on and work and travel. Uh, but being home for so long, uh, I had a chance to watch Bayern Munich. Uh, my wife is German, so she loves the Bundesliga, and I've watched. A lot of the Premier League, and I've, I've really gotten into the Italian soccer again, the Serie A, which I used to be into when I was a youngster. So uh, I, I got uh, I got a Juventus uh, jersey, t-shirt, mask uh, for one of my Christmas gifts. So it's been great to, to watch, you know, and, and just sit and watch and enjoy. Normally, wouldn't have that opportunity, uh, but it's given me an opportunity. I talked about all the family time. It's given me a chance to watch other sports that sometimes I just, you know, weren't, wasn't able to schedule in or, Hey, you're, you're working so many nights and so many weekends. Uh, there's other things that you you want to get accomplished as well. Well, I hear you. And I have, I like, I, I, and Dave Campbell, my, my producer and I, he, we, uh, he helped me with this too. And hopefully I helped him a little bit. Like we said, day one of this shutdown, we're not complaining. We're doing our yes. sports show and we're going to do our best to, to live our lives. Now we're not ignorant, obviously to the, to the pain and suffering and sickness that is mm-hmm. out there. And I certainly miss the regular routine of, of the NHL. But one thing that I, cause, but I've thought, okay, if I can do something, um, you know, be grateful for it. And I have watched every 
uh, Seattle Seahawks game with my parents oh, this year. Every oh, second, right. every play, we've all watched together. Isn't that, isn't that, Why not? That, yeah, right, right. It's it's the year to make even more memories uh, because of just the status that we're in and the situation and uh, being somewhat separated from people that we normally would spend time with. So that's great, you know, and I, I agree. Like, I, I, I think that, listen, you know, there's no, you know, Watching Syria soccer is not going to make sense to someone who's lost somebody from COVID. Like you know, they're going to go, "What, yeah. are, you, what are you talking about?" Right? Of, co- of course not. I don't. I don't suggest that uh, you watching the Seahawks, me watching Juventus, somebody snowshoeing, whatever it is that we're doing, right? But you you try and make the best of what the situation has been for so many of us. Those that have been struck with it uh, and had people pass away, you know, my condolences. This has been. I, I got an 89 year old father that you know we're we're trying to keep safe and and wash hands and you know he's been locked down a lot and there's been so many people like that and unfortunately so many people who have lost loved ones you, you can't even you know in some ways say a proper goodbye so it, it's been really difficult but you do want to take what you can when you can if it's a positive and and you know feel good about it. Cowtown Bob, who's a loyal listener and texter, says, I have been a snowshoer all my life. I went out to Kananaskis yesterday for a 10K circuit in deep oh. snow. Great cardio causes your thighs to hurt a bit. So there oh, you go. Okay, you know what great. to expect, Gene. You'll have some pain. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I really do because I'm born and raised here, but I wouldn't, you know, I mean, you kind of know where ski hills are, and, but I don't know a lot of those. I kind of played hockey and took my kids skating and, uh, toboggan, but snowshoes not something we've done. So I appreciate all the advice. All right, well, you now Mitch in Drayton Valley, just uh, located south of Evansburg, about a half hour drive from where I grew up. Mitch, now Mitch with Drayton Valley, he's taking this interview to the next level. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, maybe <laughs> because he's asking you to predict something. And if you're like my predictions are horrible, it's just a running gag on the show at this point. Mitch says, "Question for Gene: How many games do you think are going to be needed to make the playoffs?" In- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In the North Division. Ooh, how many, like how many wins? Yeah, how many wins in the uh, regular season? to get a playoff so, spot. So I guess yeah. the fourth place team, what do you need? Yeah. So 56 would be f- kind of NHL 500 points. Um, I'm going to say, you know, I think there's going to be some teams that hit the low. I would say kind of mid, mid sixties would get you for for points. Yeah. Yeah. For points, for points. So, you know, there's so many different combinations that might, might lead you to if you can win point. 30, if you can get the 30 wins, 30. you should have a pretty good shot at the playoffs. Yeah, because yeah, you're not going to go 30 and 26 and not have a few, you know, the the extra points. So I would say you're right, Reed. I think if you get to 30 wins, now you've got a base of 60. You wouldn't need much more uh, to push yourself into the top four. It'd be interesting to see because, 
you know, Ottawa, Ottawa seems to have done a pretty good job of kind of retooling here. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I just don't see there being a team that has 28 points, 31 points. Like I, I think even the, the, the bottom teams will be kind of in the low to mid forties. So, which will make it, you know, make it even tougher to push it higher. But I, I think top will be someone will get to eighty. I, I really think that um, right in that area, which which would be a heck of a season out of fifty six games. Yeah, eighty might be too much to for win. You. Yeah, I think that'd be a little high for me because well, I guess if you went thirty six, had say eight overtime losses, that's twelve. Yeah, could you go 36, 12, and 8 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that would be quite – I mean, you 56, you got available 112 points, right? Is that right? Yeah. So you'd have to lose 32 points in some way, shape, or form. Um, 80 might might be tough, but I, I, I think that there will be a team that gets there, and I'm not going to count out Edmonton. I, I just think, uh, you know, they are just not very happy with the way things went during that qualifying round. And I just think that, uh, I mean, Leon and Connor are Leon and Connor, and I know you need more than that, but uh, I just wouldn't count Edmonton out. I mean, they they had the run, uh, you know, three seasons ago, uh, then step back, step forward last season, you know, on pace. Let's see, they had, what, 83 and 71, I think? Am I right? You might, you would, you might remember uh, better yeah. than me. Yeah, right? they were ninth so, in points and 12th in points percentage. So 83 and 71, they were on pace 94, like even if they went 500, their last little, you know, little stretch there, I mean, they would have had, you know, they probably would have been mid nineties, you know, hundred might've been a bit much, but they were doing great. So I, I think they're going to be fine and they're going to be a playoff team. I don't know if they finish one or two, but I think they're going to be right at the top of the division. I really do believe that. And I, uh, I, I just think that with Ken and Dave having another shot at it here, uh, everyone feeling a bit grumpy about the way the qualifying round went, and having twenty, uh, you know, uh, ninety-seven and twenty-nine. I think they're in darn good shape. It's going to be fun. It's always fun to have you on the show, Gene. Of course, we'll do this a few times throughout the season. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. I know I always appreciate your encouraging texts when you have time to listen. Thanks for coming on tonight, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to you last night, and I thought you had really. Uh, uh, good interviews with Mark Latest, who's a great guy, and Derek England, who's also a great guy. So, yeah, keep up the great work, and pretty soon we're going to have some uh, results. said that commercial for the online 50-50 for the World Juniors. I will remind you that tomorrow's draw will start. The pot will start at over half a million dollars. Hockey Canada announcing that this afternoon. Tickets available tomorrow from 9 a.m. until 10 p.m. Also available 10 p.m. until 10 p.m. tonight if you want to get in on today's draw. But tomorrow's uh, draw from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. They're going to start the pot at half a million dollars. For contrast, today's pot is currently at 284000 Obviously nothing to scoff at, but they're raising the stakes tomorrow, which is pretty cool. HockeyCanada.ca slash 5050 to get in on that. 
Love having Gene Principe on the show. Apparently, many of you do as well. Couldn't read all the texts that came in about Gene and questions for him, but I uh, I do appreciate them. Somebody said, uh, pardon me, where did Gene start his broadcasting career? I can't remember where his first job was, but I believe he was in uh, – I remember he told this story once. Maybe we'll have to revisit it at some point. I think he might have been in Medicine Hat, and – he was in uh, some kind of a car crash, and I, I, you know, I don't think anybody was seriously injured. But Gene, uh, his face got cut, and he was relatively early in his uh, broadcasting career. And I remember me telling me, him telling me, "Geez, like I, I was worried about, uh, you know, are these scars going to perhaps hinder my my broadcasting career if they're visible, or um, you know, something that a, that a TV news director wouldn't wouldn't want, but obviously Gene's a handsome man, and his career has been absolutely outstanding. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you can get in touch. World Juniors again. The headline today: Germany hangs on to beat Switzerland five four. They're off to the playoffs at the tournament for the first time ever. Russia and Sweden will face off after the seven thirty news. He went to his football team and said, hey, let's restructure the contract because we're going through some tough times. Double E quarterback Trevor Harris will tell you the story when we get back. That's a good track. Tear it down by Def Leppard. Track 10, last song on their 1992 album, Adrenalize. I believe they originally worked on Tear It Down for Hysteria and uh, wound up not putting it on that album, and then they put it on Adrenalize. Corey, uh, Cody Jansen back at the 630 Chad Broadcasting Compound. Of course, you knew that about Def Leppard, right? Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? It's nice to have you working on the show. Hey, doing great, Reed. I, w- I was uh, happy to hear the stories yesterday about your uh, your hockey career and your 92-save performance. What was that, America West Hockey League? Is that what it was called? I wouldn't call it much of a career, but yes, that's correct. I mean, a guy like Matt Climey definitely did a lot better out of the old A-dub. <laughs> okay, and this was, is there a Canadian equivalent? Is it like the AJ? Is it like junior b what, it's, like, it's what like is a, it like it's like a low junior a league so if you think about it like the bc the aj are obviously the top and then it kind of drops off when you go sj mj so right around that level okay well good for you for playing there and you and you lived in missoula how long did you live in missoula a uh, year and a half almost two years how did you like it there oh i loved it awesome place do they support the hockey team pretty well we used to get great fans. I mean, we were getting 1,500, 2,000 a night. Now it's kind of gone downhill, but, you know, it's just the, the leagues keep going downhill and stuff, so it makes sense. Because does that league exist anymore? No, no, it does not. It was kind of, it was like the old null rival, so it was like Tier 2 against the North American League, and obviously oh, okay. they had a little bit more support. Okay, and did, did, you, did you bust everywhere? Did you ever take a flight? How did that work? No, it was all busing. Everything was within 10 hours. Okay, so like, I mean, if you had to go from Fort Mac to Calgary for a game, that takes a considerable amount of time. Okay, well, that's cool. Uh, We were talking about the juniors, Germany, and and you mentioned it to me during the break, and, and Rob and I were talking about it. And I, I, they just replayed on TSN one of Stutzla's goals. I think it's up for highlight of the night or play of the week or something like that. Like, this, this kid's the real deal. Like, he, he is an awesome-looking player. 
Oh, he is unbelievable. I mean, he's got his sidekick, J.J. Paterka, with him as well, who's having a great tournament. Stusa looks like he has the one-on-one ability, and Paterka looks like he can shoot the puck. Obviously, you got to see. And I, I, I do, I, I am cautious because I know you can watch this tournament and think, oh, this guy's going to be this, this, or this in the NHL. And then you realize, like, okay, it's still a big step up. But Stusa drafted very high. I think he'll get a good shot. Um, with, with the Ottawa Senators. So good. Like, I got to tell you, Cody, I I feel genuinely happy for Germany. I've referenced it a lot over the last couple of days. Losing 16-2, that had to be awful. Like, you're sitting on the bench and you got those guys out with COVID. You're playing Canada. Like, I'm genuinely happy they didn't just get in, but they, they wound up finishing third. It's pretty impressive. They're missing some huge pieces, too. I mean, when you think about Lucas Reichel, who's not there, that's another first-round pick. I think Paterka should have been a first-round pick. Story for another time. Mo Sider decided not to come. They also have a really good under-20 goalie, who I believe got COVID before the tournament started, so he couldn't travel at all. Well, that's a really good point about their, the players they're missing. So they're, they're, they're fun to watch. Like I never even thought, because they played on Christmas Day as well, and then they played Canada, and I never thought... Okay, this isn't um, um, like a lack of gumption sort of thing. Like you know how some hockey teams you watch them play and you're like, okay, they're just not they're not at that into it, or they know they're going to lose, or they just haven't you know nailed down the details of the game. I was watching them play and I'm thinking like they care, they know what they have to do. They're just overmatched and probably exhausted by the time they got to play Canada on Boxing Day. Well, they only lost to Finland, what was it, 5-3, and they had 14 guys on Christmas Day. I mean, it's crazy what they've done, and now they're going to finish third in the pool. Yeah, and uh, Russia and Sweden about to start here, so we'll keep you updated on that over the final few minutes of Inside Sports. Tell you what, we do have Trevor Harris standing by. Let's take a quick timeout, and we're back with the double-E football team quarterback. Looks like we got an early one, just as I turn my head to the TV. Russia scores 37 seconds into the game against Sweden. Uh, no, I don't have the sound on, obviously. A couple Swedish players look unhappy. I don't know if they're unhappy with a call or just if someone messed up on the ice. Let's watch the replay here. Puck was kept in well inside the blue line, so I don't see anything offside. Oh, that could be... Uh, Cody, do you have this on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's questionable goalie interference. But, Reed, I think one thing that hasn't been mentioned, they're not playing Hugo Elnefeld. He's not a net. He started the rest of the tournament for him. He's got to be their go-to guy. So this is Wallstedt's first start. That Yeah, I mean, this is close. You basically, you have a Russian player driving right along the goal line. He drives into the crease. He loses the puck. And he sort of continues his momentum across the crease, though he's kind of half shoved. They no waved goal. it off. They waved it off. So they do a real goalie interference. From the couple of replays I saw, I'd say that's... It's fair. That's the, that's the right call. I mean, the goalie was denied the chance to hold on to his post. Oh, wait a minute. Now what are they doing? I think Sweden? Or, I don't know. Well, they gave Russia the goal. They... Now they're reviewing something else. This is people are having fun listening to this, but we're obviously listening <laughs> with the sound down, so we're not sure what's going on. But 
because they called it a goal. It looked like there was a review, and then we saw a quick shot of the referee waving it off, and it has to be for goalie interference, given he didn't kick it. The puck was clearly over the line. Is there... And then we see the ref pointing to the net. So his initial call was a goal. I think we got a a little bit of a double challenge here. I think Rush is now (laughs) challenging it. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, we do have Trevor Harris, the quarterback for the Double E football team, standing by. It's always good to talk to Trevor. Trevor, welcome back to Inside Sports, buddy. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you. Thanks for checking in. And of course, uh, the double E football team announcing a few days ago that that your contract has has been restructured to help out here during uh, an uncertain time, obviously, and after a tough year for the Canadian Football League and and that this was something you wanted to pursue. Why don't you tell me about that? Why? uh, Why you thought it was important to look into restructuring the deal? Yeah, I I know that. You know, they each team has decided to spend to the floor instead of spend to the to the cap. So, um, and I know that's been a league wide decision that the teams have told the general managers that they have to stick to. And so, I know it's a tough time, a tough year, and I didn't really intend on it getting out to the public. It's not really my thing, I guess. But I just kind of wanted to put my foot forward before you know the team had to ask me. And I know that they're going to have to ask quite a few people to to take lower salaries than what they deserve. And uh, so I just wanted to kind of do my part first and instead of, uh, you know, making them wonder if they should ask me or, you know, just having them be uncomfortable. So I just wanted to kind of uh, do that on my own. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Good for you. And we, we are hoping to, to get a season going in 2021. The schedule came out. Are, are you feeling pretty good about being back on the field in 2021? Yeah, I don't I don't foresee anything really happening that would that would stop the season from happening. But um, I mean, you know, this has been a crazy, crazy 12 months that we've been through. So I guess anything could happen. But I I feel like we're going to play ball. Uh, The CFL is a tremendous league and and we've got to get our players out on the field so that, you know, we can go out there and entertain the fans and, and do what we love to do. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit. And look, we've had the chance to talk several times over the last couple of years since you signed with the team. And the one thing I really remember is you told me that you always you're always pushing to do something, learn something new. And probably about a year ago, you told me that you you dove into tap dancing. Was it tap dancing to help your footwork? And did you do anything? (laughs) Are you in the middle of doing anything like that now? Um. Uh, not not quite as uh, invasive as tap dancing, but I did go back to school to get some certifications as a uh, personal trainer and then a certification as a uh, nutritionist through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So just kind of went the mental route this offseason to see, you know, ways that I can kind of improve my nutrition and improve, uh, you know, any form and knowledge that I can for training to extend my career. And uh, that way I can be available for every game, uh, you know, for every season, the rest of my career and uh, be a better leader and teammate and uh, and quarterback for my team in that regard, uh, just through my nutrition and um, proper tra- training and um, I'm, I'm one that really likes to take the bull by the horns uh, for a cliche's purpose and so I wanted to be able to do that with my training and my nutrition protocol and so I've done that and uh, also kind of tapping into some new forms of training that I've really enjoyed uh, for you know as as you get into your mid-30s ways to prolong your career and you know keep your explosive power and uh, just kind of periodize your training so it's been a lot of learning this offseason as well. 
Okay, I'm cu- I'm curious about the nutritionist part of it because I've had some friends and colleagues over the years who maybe tried to overhaul their diet, whether it's just to feel healthier or lose some weight. And if, I've had a couple of buddies say to me over the years, man, Reed, I, I couldn't believe all the junk I was putting into my body. Now, you're already a pro athlete, so maybe that doesn't quite apply to you in the in the same way. But did you did you learn anything here about your diet or eating habits that you needed to change? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in terms of just like the macronutrients and micronutrients, the amino acids, complete proteins, incomplete proteins and nutrient timing and, uh, you know, supplements that are actually proven to be scientifically sound in terms of their benefits for you, uh, what you're wasting your money on and, um, you know, timing in terms of, you know, simple and complex carbohydrates and, you know, the intake of them and with protein and, uh, you know, the ratios that you want to go to with your macros and, uh, so it's been really a big time learning experience. And on top of that, I've kind of just been, uh, my best friend, Danny O'Brien, uh, I've kind of just been hitting him with like my nutrition fact of the day. And, um, it's kind of just some been mind blowing things that you learn through nutrition that is just like, wow, man, it really makes sense. Like now that you kind of think about it on a, you know, a, a smaller, like more microscopic level. So what's been your go-to pregame meal during your career? And are you going to have to change that now? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, in terms of the, the nutrient timing stuff, you want to before right before your games, I guess you'd want to be, you know, at, at a good high quality source of protein and a good quality source of carbohydrates because uh, your your uh, brain's first source of energy is going to be glucose. And so you want to make sure that you're able to fuel your brain, but also uh, give your muscles that protein that you need. And um, I won't get into the boring details of it all, but uh, it is going to kind of change my, my pregame meals and uh, my intra uh, game snacks and those sorts of things, just to make sure that you're getting that, that quick, uh, that quick energy uh, that you're, you're going to keep yourself going mentally and physically. When you play, because in the Canadian Football League, some games start at 8 p.m., some start at 7 p.m., some start at 5 p.m., sometimes you play at 1 or 2 in the afternoon. Do you do you have a time where your body, and I know you're always prepared, but is, is there a time when you naturally feel the best or just naturally fits into your body rhythms of feeling um, you know, energized and your eating patterns and all that kind of stuff? That's a great question. And that's something I've kind of kicked around with. We practice uh, every day around around 1130 and we go out and practice till 130. And so I think everybody's natural body clock is to practice around that time, get up early, um, you know, have meetings, think about football, be around football, get ready. And uh, and then during the, during the games, we end up playing at night. So it is kind of a, a paradigm that's kind of interesting to think about. But, uh, you know, game days are supposed to feel different as well. So that's the other side of the coin. And uh, I think it's all just about making sure that you're properly, you know, eating, you're properly hydrating and uh, getting yourself ready to play in a game and you're mentally ready and physically feeling as good as you can. And that's really what it comes down to. And then uh, obviously getting getting those sort of uh, vitamins and amino acids and proteins and carbs and fats, those sorts of things in the right times to get yourself feeling as good as you can. Well, good for you for taking that step to to increase your knowledge. That's cool. And obviously that's going to help you beyond football as well. Trevor Harris, double E football team quarterback, joining us tonight. And Trevor, I'll, I'll wrap up with one more. 2020's been a tough year. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of tough things have happened for people. But you had a pretty cool moment as well uh, because you got inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame. Is this Edinburgh University where you played college ball? You're now a Hall of Famer. That's pretty cool, man. 
Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, just fortunate enough to have some great teammates, great coaches. And, uh, you know, obviously, I feel like God kind of puts everything in for a reason and a purpose. And uh, I'm really thankful that I had those people around me that enabled me to have the success that I have. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be where I am or who I am without, you know, everybody from Edinburgh, from my hometown, Waldo and my parents and, and Christ. And so I'm just, I'm just thankful for the people that I've had around me. And I feel like my path has been unique, um, but everybody's is unique in their own way. And so I'm just, I'm thankful for my own path. Well, that's awesome stuff. Hey, thanks for checking in. All the best to you and your family. Of course, we look forward to, to uh, having you in Edmonton for training camp. And like you said, hopefully it's all systems go for the season. Happy New Year, Trevor. Thanks for doing this. Awesome. Can't wait to be back. Thanks a lot. That is Trevor Harris checking in tonight, quarterback for the E football team. So he wanted to restructure that contract to help out doing a little bit of studying on fitness and nutrition during the off season. Yeah. Good for, good for Trevor. He always tries to uh, continue to add to his skill set, regardless of what it is. Nice to have him on the show for sure. And we can tell you through a, uh, uh, Cody and I are, are finely tuned ability to decipher referee signals. <laughs> That's the goal. Okay, here's what we th- we think happened from watching with the sound down. Probably somebody's watching at home and listening to Inside Sports that so might have figured it out even better. Russia put the puck in the net 27 seconds, whatever, into the game. And so we saw the ref point to the net, but he was saying the puck was in, but then he disallowed the goal. So then Russia challenged it, saying it should have counted that it wasn't goalie interference and they reviewed it and said, no, the call on the ice stands. So that's, we thought that there was some sort of reversal and a double challenge, but it was actually just the call on the ice was no goal, which we missed the, that signal, I guess. And then uh, Russia challenged it and said it should have been a goal. So there is no score, Russia and Sweden. So I think we straightened that out. We just had Trevor Harris from the double E football team on the show. Speaking of CFL quarterbacks, uh, if the if uh, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray can't play on Sunday, and it's the Cardinals against the Rams, really for a playoff spot, Chris Strevler would be uh, the quarterback for the Cardinals. Yes, that Chris Strevler, the guy who spent the last couple of years in the CFL with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and who was primarily the quarterback who would... Now, he did start some games for Winnipeg, uh, but he never threw the ball particularly well. But it looks like if if Murray can't play, Strevler would play. Now, I, I mean, I remember that he didn't he have a game here in Edmonton where he didn't even throw for a hundred yards. But he runs, and and he's you know he's he's fairly big. I mean, he's not super tall by uh, by C, by quarterback standards, NFL quarterback standards. But he's six one to eleven, and we saw him play in the CFL. He's a heavy physical runner that can be hard to bring down. So this would be really interesting. Uh, you got this guy who was in the CFL last year who could be in this huge game for the Cardinals coming up on the weekend. And it's funny, uh, Cody, I Googled Chris Strevler during Chris Strevler during the break here, and there's all these articles from American outlets like getting to know Chris Strevler. Who is who is Chris Strevler? What, what, what is going on with this guy? Um, yeah, so there he is. And I, I was re- I was looking up his stats here again, and Last year with the Bombers, he actually started seven games. Remember, Nichols got hurt. Matt Nichols got hurt. They eventually traded for Zach Kalaros, who I've always thought is a real good quarterback. His completion percentage wasn't bad, 66%. He threw for 1,500 yards, 
So per game, that's not very good if he started seven games. He only he threw for eight touchdowns, but he threw for 14 interceptions. But he rushed for 726 yards and averaged 5.7 yards per carry. So anyway, Chris Trevler could be, could be the uh, the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals when they play on Sunday. So I I would I would watch that. <laughs> Just, just to see how he's how he's gonna do. I hope he I, I hope he does well. I mean, I like when the CFL guys go down there and uh, are able to make an impression. So we'll keep an eye on that. So, so Cody, uh, so Strevler's there, Murray's there. Now, what? Okay, so what was the progression in Arizona? They had was it Rosen for a while. They drafted him him high, and then they said, "No, we got." Are you, are, Cody? I can't hear you if you're talking to me. Yeah, they uh, they had Murray uh, as starter, and then it's Brett Hundley. I'm not exactly sure who that is. Not a household name. But they had but they had Josh Rosen before this. They drafted him in the first round, and he was only there for one year. And then they said, "Okay, we can get Murray," and they got him, and they traded Rosen, who's now bounced around Miami, Tampa Bay, and now he's wound up with San Francisco. Anyway, just kind of a kind of a strange progression. And we'll see if Chris Trevler does indeed play on the and the Rams are without Goff, right? He hurt his thumb against the Seahawks, and uh, and he's not going to be able to go. And that's that's a huge game. And uh, now Russia scored a real goal. <laughs> we we think, yes, they did. Nobody's challenged it. <laughs> so there you go. Russia's up one nothing on Sweden. I was shooting them nine two with eleven forty six left in the uh, first period at Rogers Place. Canada and Finland coming up at four o'clock tomorrow. Hey, uh, Dave Tippett was on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Uh, we played some of his clips yesterday talking about depth, talking about hopefully having more skill on the team, and he also commented on the Oilers' power play with Tyson Berry on the point instead of Oscar Clefbaum. A lot of the same structure being placed, but there is some, some, just some different dynamics with Barry back there being a right shot, and like you say, somebody that likes to uh, bring it to the net a little more. Um, so we'll we'll see. We're, we plan on doing lots of work on it in, uh, in our short training camp here and get Barry comfortable. He's been here skating for a while, so I think he's getting comfortable with our personnel. But there, uh, you know, I, I think some of that will be good for us because it'll give us maybe a little bit different look when uh, when you go into a new year, which is. Is good because you know teams are doing a lot of heavy scouting against us and trying to figure out how to stop our power play. It might give us some different looks that uh, will be. Well, again, I think Barry's going to be very effective back there. Right shot shoots more than Clef Bomb, and I, I do think the Oilers' power play can be just as deadly as it was last season. Slater Cuckoo, who we had on the show last night, uh, Dave Tippett had this to say about adding the defenseman. Well, the one thing we liked about him when we got watching him, he's uh, he's a left shot, but he's uh, he's played quite a bit on the right side also. So he's he can go back and forth, which makes him a real uh, good asset. Caleb Jones can do that a little bit also. So uh, with with Clef um, being out, those are big minutes we have to fill, and you're not going to fill it with one guy. But I think between Jones and and uh, Cuckoo Glagason coming in, we'll have uh, we'll have people that will jump in, and uh, I suspect somebody's going to go in there and. Play play well and be a good fit in there and, and run with the ball. That's what I'm hoping for. Somebody comes to camp and really jumps out and say, I'm the guy to, to take more minutes. So um, we'll, 
know, our defense, I think with the schedule, the condensed schedule the way it is, you're going to need eight or nine defensemen to, uh, to compete through the year. And uh, we feel like we've got, between young players coming with Lagaston and Bouchard, we've got, uh, I like our right side with, with Barry and Bear and uh, Larson, Bouchard. The left side, we've, uh, you know, we're missing Clefbaum, but then you've got uh, Chris Russell, you've got Nurse there still, and uh, Cuckoo and uh, Lagason and Jones. We got we got some good options all the way through. So uh, depth is a good thing. We'll find out where all the parts fit once we get. All right, a little bit there from Dave Tippett, and of course, training camp starts on Sunday. Yakushev texting in. He says some happiness from the Lloydminster Hospital. Eight staff members shared a 50-50 jackpot from one of the junior games. Each person received an unexpected belated Christmas gift of $30,000. Good news for some dedicated workers. That is from Yakushev. Thanks for sharing that, Yakushev. Yeah, awesome stuff from the border city. Okay, we got to wrap her up. Dave Campbell, the producer of the show on holidays this week. Thanks to Brendan Escott for helping out a bit there. Cody Jansen, your studio producer tonight. My name's Reed. I'm back on afternoons at 4 tomorrow and uh, with you for Inside Sports from 6 to 8. Talk to you then. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.